Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to Cutscene Saga, the podcast where we dissect and discuss the stories of video games. We're kind of like a book club. Each month we gather a few friends and talk about a different video game. So for the last time this month, I'm joined on my left by... I have friends. Brittany Hetherington. Welcome back, Britt. On Britt's left... Uh, it's Chanster Anderson. Welcome back, Chanster. And on Chanster's left... Kel Anderson. We and all have last names. One of you has to change. Yeah. yeah. We wore the same thing. Mine is S-E-M. Oh, I'm Owen. There you go. They are different. No worries. We we, we may continue. <laughs> Otherwise, we would have had to stop the whole <laughs> yeah. podcast. Yeah. Battle Royale until there is one man Got standing. Got to take down the other episodes. Yeah. Anyway, so mm. we've already discussed the setting and the plot and the characters and a bunch of other stuff <laughs> about The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Mm. This episode is, we're talking about the game itself, the game systems. Yep. Um, in other games, we would talk about like the DLC and that sort of thing, but we don't really have that here. Um, Hell, even Ocarina of Time, we could have talked about the Master Quest, but yeah, Majora's yeah, Master. Yeah. And this is also a space for us to talk about anything else. Any, any, any other thing. Any, any other. Just <laughs> who knows? Um, let's start with Kel. Anything you want to talk about? Okay, so here is my theory about why Majora's Mask is a David Lynch movie off the secret menu. Hear me out. So let me begin by saying this. I want to make it clear that there is a trend for people to say, this thing is weird, therefore it's Lynchian. Yeah. I, don't, I think that's some bullshit. Um, this is... Majora's Mask is not Lynchian because it's weird. It's Lynchian because, one, so much of Lynch is about the seedy underbelly, right? The the imagery of a beautiful place that is underneath it all is terrible. And that is Clock Town, right? Your first time yeah. you go into Clock Town, you're like, this is a beautiful village, but then you go underneath it and there's horrible shit happening in Clock Town and terrible people and thieves and all sorts of awful business going on. Also, just more broadly, it looks like a beautiful fantasy world, but it is horrible. That's my first point. My second point is this. Lynch is about duality. So there's like Mulholland Drive and Lost Highway and much of the third season of Twin Peaks is all about people having other versions of themselves that sort of reflect different parts of their personality. So the Elegy of Emptiness clones, the yeah. fact that you can transform into Zora Link and Goron Link and Deku Link and, all, and Fierce Deity Link and all of these different versions of Link that sort of are him but aren't him that take parts of him and then I mean if you've watched season three of Twin Peaks especially that's pretty much what the whole thing is about that and also just visually right like Lynch his movies are really dark visually there's all these fantastic shots of people driving down highways where the, all you're getting is the car's lights and I'm just reminded of like the boss fight with or just the whole swamp temple right the boss mm. fight with Adola is really yeah. dark it's a dark visually dark game that sort of reminds me and so those are the reasons that I would like to say that uh this is a David Lynch movie so what you're saying is that uh Keanu Reeves should play Tingle, Kyle MacLachlan should play Link. Correct. And Tattle is a voice recorder. Yes. 
Tattler's Diane. Yeah. Um, I like your brain. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that is that is my the David Lynch theory of the Majora's Mask. That's, I mean, it, there are parts of it that are slightly tenuous, but it just it just I think it is some of the themes and the ideas that it explores are reminiscent of David Lynch's work. You should publish a comparative study. You reckon? Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> That's what I'll do my PhD on. Yeah. <laughs> that is arguably, I was about to say one of the most niche ones, but I'm sure there are more niche, but it is, it's a very niche, yes. <laughs> very niche. But you would in fact be contributing original knowledge to the field of academia. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> no one else has thought about this. And I wonder why. <laughs> um, now you've said it, I'm surprised I haven't heard it before. Because there is a lot that really fits. And like you say, like people say, oh, it's weird. It's Lynchian. Lynch has a very specific style of weird. Mm. It's, it's like you wouldn't compare Lynch with say, um, Who's the fucking horror body horror dude? Steven Cronenberg. Oh, shit. <laughs> You're right. It is Cronenberg. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cronenberg <laughs> and uh, Lynch, both very weird, but yeah. they are very different styles of weird. There's also something in Lynch about uh, this things being scary and funny at the same time. There are so many moments in his movies where you're watching shit and you're like, this is terrifying uh, and I feel like I'm scared, but also this is kind of funny and like... There are just so many moments in Majora's Mask that are really, really deeply sad, but also kind of silly when you think about it. And even just like the imagery of when you fight the Majora's Mask, him with like the legs. Yeah. When it's just the mask with the legs shooting out of him. Like that is, that looks like something that David Lynch drew in one of his terrible art (laughs) exhibits. Um, so that's, that's, yes, that's my theory. Uh, don't steal it, please. Cause I would like to do a PhD on it. Thank you so much. Well, no, you're totally right. It does have this, this, um, juxtaposition between the dark awfulness of it all. And like, it's bright and it's colorful and it's dumb and yeah. it's, yeah, it's quite cartoony in places. And then, you know, you have characters like Tingle and, mm. you know, who were very silly and irreverent. And then you have the, you know, the Andrew Cafe storyline, which is really tragic and really awful. You have the the Deku shrubs where like the king is this big flabbergasted guy and he's got like the screaming monkeys like kicking all about and he's about to publicly execute him. But you walk in on that scene, it looks pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. It is bright. It right. is colorful. It looks hilarious. And then when you drop the princess on there and they all freak out because it's the princess that's a funny scene. It's a funny public execution. <laughs> and like yeah, e- bring even, them back. even um, <laughs> Skull Kid kind of encapsulates that because it, it he's this, he's a childlike innocence, mm. but is also like horrific. He's also a violent and malevolent force. And he is, he is, but he's taken over, right? Like mm. he's taken over. It's kind of similar to the idea of Bob in Twin Peaks is yeah. like a good person can be infected with evil mm. and do evil things. And also one thing that I think, this is the last point I'm going to make, I promise. David Lynch's movies, especially Twin Peaks, are one of the things I like about them is that they are, they show just the most abject horror and evil. And they also show just like pure goodness Mm. characters that are just purely good at the same time as we're seeing this horrible shit. There's something like almost uncynical about that. And this is the same, right? Like Link is just a good guy. Mm. Link is a good guy. Andrew and cafe. They are good people. mm. The Romani sisters, good people. And then there are the other characters that are just horrible, like terrible. Like the the Gorman brothers. The The fact that you have that third Gorman brother. Yeah. And I mean, the third Gorman brother is still not a nice guy. No, not at all. He's awful, but you still help him. You still, you know, 
he gets this catharsis of emotion out of himself. The frogs. That, oh, the, that is interesting. Frogs. Oh, sorry. No, go on. Oh, about like um, they're saying that when people are in their worst moment and that's who they truly are as a person and then it's, despite that link he's become this frigging figure mm. and still can, wants to do good in the world. But mm. Anyway, the frogs. The frogs. They're, they're, <laughs> <laughs> the, the frogs, frogs are there. a chorus. They're a band that go together and they are in each temple and you have to kill them to mm. turn them into a frog again. Yeah. And then you reunite them all by wearing the frog mask and getting them all to do a little song for you. <laughs> we love the frogs. The frogs yeah. are very good. Um, I'm happy to to stop talking about David Lynch purely because I realise that each time I mention his name, it makes me sound like even more of a pretentious dickhole. <laughs> um, but that is the theory that I have. Yeah, good. I, I actually think good it theory. has. I'm on board. When you mentioned it in the group chat, I was like, ooh. <laughs> That's got some teeth to it. Yeah. I'm excited. I, I was hoping it was going to be in one of the other episodes so, just so I got it early. I bet. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, a, it's a very good theory. But the gameplay. <laughs> yeah, gameplay. Hey, how about that? I like being able to ride the horsey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a nice time. Do love the horsey. Yeah. yeah. Without chafing. <laughs> it's, all pretend, it's all pretend. I'm glad they didn't put chafing yeah, in the game. It's a real problem. I you, no chafing you guys didn't have the chafing you guys, edition. You guys weren't going to mention it and chafing's a real issue. You just, okay? just rub a bit of Romani milk between your thighs. <laughs> that'll clear it up. Yeah. Isn't the Romani milk alcohol? Yeah, yeah, that would dry out your skin and make you chafe more. Yeah, no, it would give you calluses. <laughs> so you'd be crunching ah. with every step. Perfect. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> The gameplay, the gameplay of this game. Yeah, I, mean. I, I think we touched on it earlier just in terms of that because it's an open world um, type scenario, the fact you can revisit where you previously have um, is just... Uh, yeah, like yeah. With, with new equipment and new abilities. Yeah, and new, with, with fresh eyes. I think yeah. it's just a, a nice feature. And but, even like some of the temples have... Um, I think there's like some of the fairy, the little fairy shards you can't get unless you have certain... Yeah. Um, mm. Equipment that you can only get later on. And yeah. Definitely has replayability of the temples. True. Uh, and then also every time you kill a boss, it saves that place and you get more opportunities. It is very evident that the game uses the exact same engine as Ocarina of Time. I mean, mm. it was it was made in 18 months. It was literally, we have the engine, make a game already. Everyone yeah. loves it, make, make a game. And I think that's probably one of the best things that could have happened because- the game is great because of that. Yeah. Was there a time limit imposed on them to they had a year? That? Is they had that a year to make why it. they're like three days? Yeah. Mm. I'll say three yeah, fucking exactly. days. That's why there's <laughs> yeah. comparatively little actual yeah. stuff happening, yeah. but they found this mechanic so that it just happens over and over again and extends your gameplay experience. Yeah. yeah. And why there's so many reused assets as well. Yeah. yeah. And but why the- there's only four temples, which some people say, I wish there was more temples, but like, Nah. I don't the, fucking care. The, the side <laughs> plots are so rich. Yeah. And like we said, the Anju Cafe one is practically a, a temple in itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like e- even just to get to each dungeon, there's so much before mm. it that you have to do. Yeah. You know, I mean, going through the Gerudo Fortress, that's, that's yeah. a dungeon, you know. The Ikana Temple Castle bit where you got to go and do that bit. Do you mean the bit where you have to play the song over and over again and keep on swapping masks and shit? No, no, there's the one where you have to go and fight with the skeletons. Oh, the skeleton oh, yeah. king. Yeah. With oh, his two that. little buddies. I love those guys. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, what are our favorite temples? There's f- five of us here, so there's yeah. going to be some overlap. What are our favorite temples? There's, there's, there's four of us here. There are four of us here. I um, <laughs> <laughs> Please excuse me. Sorry. I just... Mm, Zane I, really left. Sp- yeah. I, I spent myself on the, uh, on the David Lynch <laughs> stuff, so I'm just not all there. Ah... Uh, 
Like, I, I got to say that this has some of the best would, temple design. Oh yeah, of any Zelda game. You'd, I mean, that would be a correct. There's a not enough pushing, sliding thing uh, challenges. There's only like two, and it's mm, very simple. That's why they're good. <laughs> they are some of my favorite puzzles. Okay, it was the best part of Professor Layton Two. <laughs> but you know, that's that's just me. I I really like the the um, the stone tower. I think yep. because of that flipping upside down thing, I just thought mm. that was so cool. Such a again, it it was the same as the time mechanic being able to see the same thing in different ways. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. I, I, I would say probably just cause of my history with water levels. Mm. I think this is the, the best water level and the best level in Majora's mask. Uh, mm. I don't think it's the best boss battle, Yeah, but no. I do think it's the best. Uh, Shark boy. Yeah. Sharky, boy. <laughs> Sh- Sharky pants. Uh, you know, you know how he is. Yeah. Brit, what's your favorite? Um, I enjoy Woodfall. Yes. Because just when again, because I have the child mindset of when I was playing it, it was my first exposure because I couldn't get beyond that point as a child. <laughs> um, so, I, so I don't know. I guess there's a, a fondness for uh, the amount of hours of trauma that I put into it, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and just like the. I s- oh, nah, I'm gone. It's dark. Yeah, the thing I like about yeah. Wooden, that, that, that one is this really dark. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's spooky. And it's, it's got sp- that, that central flower type of thing Which too. So cool, it's, it's almost yeah. like simplistic in terms of it's not a especially large temple, but you're able to access so many different components just from that core room. Mm. Um, and, and when you, uh, even that in, in that room, when you clear the water and all, all the little flowers pop mm. up and everything. Yeah. Uh, also the music in that temple oh, is right. sick, terrifying and sick. Yeah. And like, aside from the racist overtones, the boss was pretty good. Uh, oh, actually that is a good point. Not if you played <laughs> the 3DS version. The 3DS, they completely change all the bosses. That's right, they change the bosses, don't and they? Yeah. In the first boss battle, it's literally you go into a Deku shrub, you pop out, you drop a nut, and you hit his big mm. eye. Yeah. Whereas what was so great about him in the original version is the fact that you could, all the bosses actually, you could kill them any fucking way yeah, you want. Yeah. There was mm. a million ways to kill mm. them. And especially that first boss, he would always change what he's doing. Yep. So you're like, oh, okay, i got to do this now. Mm. Maybe I'll throw a bomb this time. And, oh, that gets rid of the moth, so now I can do this. Yeah. Uh, whereas... In the 3DS version, it's very. Formulaic. They also just lightened it up a bit in the 3DS version. Like it's, uh, it's physically brighter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the best boss and temple will have to go to um, Snow Snow Snow, snow One <laughs> snow. Uh, because Goat is amazing. Um, what yeah, an amazing, that was a good. What boss a good. Battle. What a good boss battle that is. <laughs> Terrifying, but great. How did and you guys? That temple exemplifies what I love about the temples in this yeah. game, mm. which is that they're like puzzle boxes mm. Mm. rather yeah. than being like this sort of shadow Just temple solve. like. Room and then room and then room, discrete puzzles. There's like like mm. the flower and mm. the big pillar in the middle. And the and water mechanics in the yeah. flipping in Great the temple. Bay. You have to have an understanding of the entire like yeah. geography of the temple itself to solve the particular. Like, and I think that's what they tried to do in the water temple of Ocarina of Time and just really did yeah. not implement it very well. Like you mm. were supposed to need that holistic knowledge of the temple. Mm. Um, but they did implement that same thing very well in um, Breath of the Wild in the the Divine Beasts where Uh, the temple is this big mechanical monster Mm. and you can manipulate it in different ways. Yeah. And I think I was reading somewhere that, um, so the guy who's now the producer of the Zelda franchise, Mm. A.G.R. Numa, Majora's Mask was like one of the first games that he worked on. And interestingly enough, his... um, history before making video games or a hobby that he has is he makes these um, Japanese 
toy boxes. I can't okay. remember the name of them. That essentially just like little mechanical things, and they sort of like you twist them and like bits of them move around. I and they're like, yeah, 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 I can't remember what the name is. I'm just, at any rate, it's yeah. interesting that when he came on, that's when we start to see at least in Majora's Mask that. That style of design. Yeah, for sure. Where the whole, it's not just a bunch of discrete puzzle rooms. Mm. It's the whole temple sits, like you have to understand the whole thing and you have to be able to manipulate the whole thing. Mm. It's fucking sick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Can I ask, with Goat, how did you guys defeat Goat the first time you played it? Specifically on Nintendo 64, not on 3DS. You can't do it. Smack into the bitch. So you roll and smack into the bitch? Yeah, just roll into him. Isn't that what um, Tattle recommends to actually do? Yes. Like, Am so I the only coward? Do? What did you <laughs> do? Fuck you guys. Um, I Just, sat in the doorway with a fire arrow and every time he drank, ran uh, by, hit him. Uh, yeah. And then I pulled another one, it'd run by and I'd hit him and then he would eventually die. Dude, it that's, would take uh, that is, is that like a glitch? Like, no, no. Uh, well, the way the bosses were designed is there's any way you could yeah. kill them. You could... You could do anything. And so I found the coward's way out with that one. <laughs> it's just funner rolling around though. Yeah. Oh no, it definitely is. Uh, it's such a good mechanic. I love doing the Goron races. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, okay. I was the only one who did that. Whatever. The, the twisty Goron situation on the moon can fuck directly off. Yes, that is so difficult. That can leave for the yeah. rest of my life. Um, but I like all the other ones. I, I generally like those puzzles at the end of a Zelda game right before the end boss. Uh, Wind Waker has some great mm. little, it's, it's just a little puzzle element, uh, a puzzle section mm. where you use all the things you learned in that level and then you fight the boss. Yeah. And it's all right before you end up yeah. fighting Ganon. And, um, Ganondorf's castle in Ocarina had a really good one where you're revisiting what I you learned that in that temple. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, and Similar in Skyward Sword, if anyone's played that seminal classic. The final dungeon in Skyward Sword <laughs> is actually really good. <laughs> I'll defend that I'll defend that game to my dying breath. Yeah. It's not depressing enough, though. You're correct. Yeah. It's too light. way too bright and happy. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. You're in the sky. You're flying on shit. There's a sword. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be on the ground, depressed, ready to die. The other thing as well with the time mechanic is that you actually are never really, you never feel particularly comfortable in this game. No. Because you can't. Oh, isn't it? You can't yeah. relax. You, you can't. Yeah. I remember the first time I discovered the slowdown song and that relieved me yeah. for like one play, what one cycle. Mm. And then I'd do it every time and I'm like, I still don't have enough time. Yeah. yeah. Well, does that happen to you just even to like day-to-day life? I feel like time's slowly eluding uh, me and I am mm. not doing enough. And again, it's like when it comes down to Age of Empires, seeing the scores increase as yeah. the time like as time passes and knowing that you have not done what you need to do within the time span is just especially like poignant. Yeah. We all have deep-seated anxiety, I think, is what we get. <laughs> yeah. At least in Majora's Mask you can go back and try again. That is true. I wish I could try again. <laughs> Take me back. Every morning I wake up, I play the inverted song of time. <laughs> yeah. If what something would, uncomfortable is happening, I'll like quickly play the double double time. What would you tell your younger self if you could be Child Link? Don't play Majora's Mask. It's going to leave you with a lifetime of trauma. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'd say just tell people to fuck off more. <laughs> yeah. you know, say no. I tell young Use your words. Yeah. Link, Link could probably have taken that advice. He as well. could <laughs> Fuck off, happy mask salesman. Yeah. Get absolutely fucked. Fix it yourself. <laughs> Just continue on on his journey. Go find Navi. Forget this guy. Mm. Yeah. Oh, something we've touched on a couple of times but haven't properly discussed mm. is um, the the remake, the, yeah. the 3DS version. Mm. Um, 
Which so obviously there was the original Nintendo sixty four. Yeah. Then they came out with versions for I think GameCube and Wii. Wii. Yep. Yeah. So the GameCube version came with a. It was on a pre-sale of Wind Waker, which came with uh. I think it was just called the Master Quest, and it came with uh, Ocarina of Time, the Master Quest, uh, Zelda two, Legend of Zelda, the first one. I think a link to a past, and then and Majora's and Majora's Mask. Mm. And yes, yeah. but then they, good. then after doing the Ocarina of Time 3DS, they re, they recreated Majora's Mask yes. for the 3DS, yeah. but it was, they changed quite a lot of things. They changed. So, and it is interesting uh, going back and seeing why they changed it. So a lot of okay. the people who actually worked on the 3DS version were people who could not finish the original version. Right. There were a lot of people out there who just couldn't finish that game. So they simplified a lot of the mechanics. Mm. They, that explains uh, a lot for me now. And that's, and that's why you're able to uh, able yeah. do it. Yeah, no, that, yeah. and that's great. No, that, that is great, but there really should have been yeah. an option yeah, to play to the, the old original, version. Yeah. Uh, mm. There's also just design flaws. Like they change things, not thinking of the consequences of yeah. it. So uh, every time you move now, there's a small speed ramp. So you start right. off slower and then you speed up. Yeah, I mean, that makes mm. sense. In the original game, it was you go and you're going at that speed. Mm. Uh, but because of that, have you tried jumping on, pa- uh, on you know, little paddle things mm. uh, as Deku Link? You pretty much have to, every time you land on one, you have to run back to the edge of it so you can run and get the speed get to the actually speed reach the yeah. next one. Because otherwise mm. you're going to go and you're going to die halfway through and you're like, all right, let's go back and do it mm-hmm. again. Uh, it's irritating and then of course they change the, uh, the boss battles which i think sometimes are the better sometimes are the worst yeah i i was a fan of how they changed um twin mold i i like that because it, i did for the most part yeah <laughs> like i liked that it forced you to do some of it as regular size link yeah. before you can become giant but i think they totally destroyed giant link because now the giant yeah. link is a weird battle where you have to punch them punch the, yeah because you now don't have a sword because yep. you're a giant and you got to do wrestling moves and it <laughs> takes forever to kill twin mold the first part is great yeah the first part of the fight is really great and i think when they tried to and it's really only in the last two bosses where they try to break up the fight into two mm-hmm. parts which is what they do for majora's mask majora's mask has mm-hmm. four versions uh Shark Boy. Shark Boy. Shark Boy has two versions. There's the version where you're on the thing and you can arrow him and then you Mm. got to do the stuff and then you go down and you have to do a little puzzle to kill him. In the original, it was once again, whatever you want. Yeah. I can just stay up there shooting arrows at him all day or I can go in as a Zora, swim around and electrocute the shit out of him. Yeah. Mm. Twin Mold, I think that first part of the battle is fantastic. How you have to shoot up at him. Yeah, yeah. And and then and then you got to play a wrestling game for like six years until he finally <laughs> fucking dies, and you're like, thank God. Ugh. Is that the only boss you can't really play with the Fierce Deity? Because I'm sure you could put the Fierce Deity yeah. mask on, but you can't really do you much. Yeah, it wouldn't help you really, yeah. would it? Upsetting. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of other th- the there were, uh, there were some odd changes like they moved the bank from East yes! Clock Town onto the onto the tower itself. Why? I don't know. My understanding was because when you start the game, like when you restart, that's where you end up. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so you can be right next right, to it. Right, I okay. see. If you want, because that little but I just made no sense. I liked it being yeah. in that little alleyway. Also, though. 
we didn't touch on this last week, but speaking of characters, how great is the fact that the banker is the begging guy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> begging you to give give the money. Seems legit. Yeah. yeah. And like like he has a reward scheme and yeah. like you get like f- frequent flyer points from banking with him. I feel like that was kind of like the setup for Beetle in uh yeah. in Wind Waker which if you ever do Wind Waker, I want to do a whole fucking thing about Beetle and his appreciation award. Jesus fucking Christ. Tried. Uh but yeah, no. Uh, what are some, uh, they they move the um they move the the soldier with the stone mask for yep. Reasons. I think because lots of people didn't find him before attempting the Gerudo Fortress. Because right. the Gerudo Fortress is mm. almost impossible if you don't have the stone mask. Oh, I, I honestly never knew what the stone mask did. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, I, I get through it Because it's so much easier with the stone mask. So, so they moved him there so that you mm. will find him halfway sure. through. Yeah. Um, uh, ice arrows. The ice arrows oh, fucking yeah. suck in the 3DS remake. Because now... Because, like, in the old one, you go, oh, I can shoot water and it freezes. I'm going to jump. I'm going to go all yeah. over the place mm. with this. Uh, now you can only shoot sparkling things with water. Uh, we're sorry, with the, oh, uh, with the ice thing. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, there's uh, one of the fairies in the water temple. You have to go and ice your way into a corner and then hook shot up to the roof. And then, oh, you're in the roof. And the only thing here is a fairy. In this one, you, like, get out and you go, all right, I'm going to, oh, why are there a bunch over to this corner? Let's go over here. Yeah. Oh, there's a thing. They make a lot of things a lot easier. Yeah. Which, you know, to be fair, I'm glad more people can enjoy the game. More mm. can people can be just as depressed as we did, but they yes. really, ugh. Mm. if you haven't played it in a long time, it's kind of fine because you don't remember these things. Well, I only really remember it on the, like to the full capacity on the mm. 3DS. And I just thought it was so exciting that there was a game that had the amount of story to it and the actual depth of it, that it was more than just like, I'm playing Mario Kart and I've done another race. Woo. It actually had like a plot and mm. I had it in my hands at any oh, point so in time. Mm. It was just the really exciting accessible. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Arrows on the horse. So much easier on the 3DS mm. because you've got the, 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 you know, act 3D axis. Yep. I'm waving my arms around like an idiot on a podcast, <laughs> showing really, you what you can do. It's really adding to my my experience. Oh, well, good. I'm, I'm glad. Yeah. Can you explain to the people how, how it works? Uh, He's currently, I don't know, I think that might be holding the remote controller uh, yes. down and up, as though perhaps whilst he is running, he too is moving and experiencing <laughs> the air on his face the bright summer day. The chafing between your legs. <laughs> between the legs. The crunch. Yeah. The crunch of the mm-hmm. leg chafe. Mm-hmm. It was uh, really weird of them to put that crunch sound in the game so much. <laughs> very, very strange. I think one thing we haven't spoken about is the music. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Fucking excellent. So yeah. Clock Town theme, fuck me up. The music on the final day. Oh, yep. yeah. Song of Healing is Just, beautiful. Song the of escalation. Storms, please. <laughs> yeah. The escalation of the music in Clock Town just gets me so much. That panic to a fever pitch as the, it speeds up and speeds up and speeds up. Mm. Uh, the Zora pop song you end up learning mm-hmm. in a random side quest. Yeah. The, the, I love that. Yeah, the the ballad of the windfish, where you have to play in the milk bar and you play all the the different yeah. parts of the song. Yeah, ah, oh, it's so good. Did you guys have to like check what the song was each time, or did it actually eventually stick in your brain? I just thought it was a good exercise for like sh- memory skills. Mm. Did yeah. Did you have to look at what the song was before you Wait, had to play each time? Which song? Like any on them? any of them on the ocarina because I oh, really like, did and I don't like know what's wrong the, with my brain. The, the, the song of time. <laughs> yeah. I had. Yeah. Song of storms. I always had. Yeah. Um. 
But no, yeah, most of them I would check. Thank yeah. God. Because I was like, am I normal? Is this a bad time to bring that up? Uh, yeah. I, I played Ocarina of Time a lot more, so I can yeah. remember most of them except for like the very niche ones yeah, that are specifically yeah. for this mm. temple. Same thing with um, Majora's so Mask. There's so many. Uh, but that's a huge impo- improvement on the 3DS one. You bring out the Ocarina and boom, there they all are. Yeah, they click are. And go, oh, yeah, Let cool. Whereas on, on, on the Nintendo 64, you had to press start, go over to the menu. Okay, cool. So Memorize uh, it. Up, yeah. down. Uh, right okay, let's play. Down. Up, down, it's not working. Did I? I screwed up one. Oh, there was an A there. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Ah, it was rough, but it was good. It was always satisfying. Mm. I, I just remember being a kid and like being really shit at playing the recorder at school, but being really good at playing the ocarina on on my <laughs> Nintendo sixty four. Hell yeah. Uh, my sister, because we're a family of nerds, uh, my sister goes out and plays recorder. Uh, sorry, recorder the ocarina. Oh yeah. In concert, stress as Zelda because she's a cool person, yeah, and yeah. we are cool. We're a cool family. I can tell. <laughs> to agree. <laughs> <laughs> Just got out your phone. I'm like, are you looking at my sister? You're like, I've got yeah. to see this shit. Has, has she got any competitors? Are there other people that, d- that fulfill this need for people? Uh, not that I've seen, okay. but probably <laughs> yeah. many. I'm sure there are YouTube videos. I'm sure there's YouTube videos of people recreating songs on the 3DS using the ocarina. Oh, yeah, I reckon. Oh, well, and because, here's Iron Maiden's you can, whatever, you number can of the pitch beast. spend as well yeah. using the, the sticks. You can get all sorts of pitches, all sorts of notes. So another thing, we were talking about how there's no DLC and there's not really any added content that you can yeah. get, but if you would like to value add <laughs> to your Majora's Mask experience, there is a tremendous creepypasta called Ben Drowned. Have you... I've I know, heard about Yeah, Charles I have. Star, I, I, have you heard about this, Brent? I know of Creepypasta and I've heard the name, but I don't recall, no. So basically, if you've read a Creepypasta, it's the same, but essentially for those who don't know what Creepypasta is, mm. Creepypasta is, is like an internet, internet urban legend. Urban legend, yeah. yeah it's they're basically like, like an urban legend, but on the internet. Um, and this particular one was one of the first and is one of the most popular. And it's centred around this person writing... Uh, Joe has just put up a picture of the. At any rate, it's it's about <laughs> these people. It's about a um, the idea of creepy is that mm. you are supposed to read them as if they are true, right? Yes. They're they're written as if the person writing them is just like recounting something that happened to them mm. in real life. And being one of the first creepypastas, you don't know this, and you're reading this as if it's real. Exactly. Mm. So this. Uh, Ben Drowned is essentially just about this person who buys a copy of an N64 game at a garage sale and it's unmarked. Like it doesn't have a sticker on it. He doesn't know what it is. So he puts it in his N64 and it's a copy of Majora's Mask. Um, And there's a file named Ben, I think. And essentially it's just him playing through the game. The creepypasta is actually not told from his perspective. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's told from the perspective of someone being like, I have this friend and this happened to them. Mm. And then sort of becomes like, we stopped seeing him. He was playing it all the time. And then really classic creepypasta stuff, you know, and then he starts um, in the game, he's playing the game and then just like, he'll be walking around in the game and the elegy of, emptiness version of a link that horrifying little like doll link just mm. starts appearing behind him everywhere in the game and he'll it's saying things like you've met a terrible fate haven't you all this sort of stuff and then when you read through the creepypasta there's also a video element to it he's like look i captured some footage of me playing this copy this like cursed copy of majora's mask and so you go and watch that and again because this was an early creepypasta and also before the point at which anytime we watch something on the internet we assume that it's fake so mm. it is it's it's quite chilling. It's quite scary. It's especially scary if you know the game and the whole like 
And it's a fucking scary game as it is. But yeah. I was about to say, as if Majora's Mask wasn't creepy enough, we had to invent this thing. Yeah, it's 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 definitely worth a look. And it's, I mean, apart from anything else, it's just an interesting part of internet history. I think that might have been originally why my friend would always say you've met with a terrible fate, haven't you? Now that I think about it, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, it was very, yeah, it was very, um, it was very popular when it first came out. Yeah. It, was, it was one of the few things. It was one of the first times I'd heard of something going right viral on the internet. Was been drowned. Joe, you should definitely look it up. You should click I, I, the I link. Did, I did look it up just before and I'm going to read it after we finish recording. <laughs> <laughs> and do nice our listeners spooked. also look it up and yeah. decide not to sleep for like yeah. <laughs> so long? Maybe maybe we'll do we'll do a reading of it with that ASMR style. <laughs> oh. <Yes>. <laughs> Bonus episode. <laughs> You guys have spoken about how when you were a kid and you played it, it very much was like, uh, this is horrifying and sad and I yeah. hate this. But when I was a kid, I just did not have that. Well, no, yeah. Really? For me, like I was, it was scary. I found it scary yeah. and it was sad, but it certainly, I don't think it was until later that I went back and replayed it and was like, holy shit, this is dark. No, yeah, that, that, no, um, that's exactly what I did as yeah. well. I was like, there were certain bits like the, the Deku scrub, um, transformation and stuff mm. that was scary, but no, I'm totally with you. It's only like some of the more nuanced ones. Um, mm. some of those side storylines was only, yeah, going back to it as an adult and being like, Oh, that's what the implication is here. Like that's yeah. really horrifying. Mm. Yeah. And it does follow a lot of horror conventions. Like, you know, there's, I mean, there's the, the corrupted innocence is like a big, yeah. a big horror trope. Mm. And like, there it is. That's what this game is about. Mm. Even the limited saving capacity uh, is mm. reminiscent of some horror games. Like I always mm. think of Resident Evil and it's, uh, what is it? Typewriter ribbon uh, mechanic where yeah. you can only save if you have an item. Right. Yeah. You have a limited amount of those items. Yeah. So you better, and you can only save if you find a typewriter to use that item. Uh, so it's, it's very limited saving yeah. space because in the original game it was you can save and quit when you find an owl that's just saving yeah. it where you are for now you go if you start playing again that save well. is lost you yeah. started there again you got to save there again and the only other time it saves is if you play the song of time and you reset yeah. that saves the game i love that mechanic it was yeah super. I, I agree I, I i wasn't a fan of the change to that mechanic in mm. the 3ds version i understand it Mm. It makes it super simple, but should have been a choice. Yeah, and and, and, and it meant it meant that you had to do all the temp. You had to do a temple in one run, and you had, yeah. you know you couldn't um, you know because I mean like when I was playing it, particularly when I was younger, when I was playing it, I would um, have to do the temple over and over and over and learn how to do the next bit, learn how to do the next bit, go back, start again. Do you know what I mean? Like memorize the, the only time I'm the only reason I've been able to do it like in one go on these last times is because I remember it from when I was younger. That being said, I still, uh, no, no, just the, the Zora temple. The Zora temple's the one I always get to it where I, I do it all. I do the Gerudos. I get there and I'm like, all right, into the temple. And then I've got six minutes yep. to beat the boss. And I'm like, oh, I'll just restart <laughs> the day and come back. Get all those fairies again. God damn fairy. That was a fun mechanic, the finding the fairies. I've never done that. I've never finished collecting all the fairies. I hate collectibles. Oh, fair oh, enough. Well, oh, yeah. Banjo-Kazooie here. Uh, yeah. Love me some. Completely I was like, give me some notes. I want some jiggies. Give them to me. <laughs> what about the Skulltula houses? Do there, people do those? Um, yeah. I remember doing them. I'm redoing them right now because mm. I have time until I go and save Romani again. So I'm just spending time in the Skulltula house. Again, mm. speaking about horrifying things, like- 
the was that was it Majora's Mask or was it Ocarina of Time where there was the guy who had been transformed? Ocarina of Time. That was that I'm pretty sure they're also yeah. they're also in uh, Majora's Mask. Oh, surely, yeah, at some point, I think so. I, I mean, I just like it because it. I like it because this. I was watching a video about this last night, and it made a very good point, which was essentially that the skull tool houses are a really good fix for the problem of, like. In Ocarina of Time, if you want to get everything, you have to find all the skull tours. And mm. actually being able to do that is fucking just a nightmare mm-hmm. because they're all over the place everywhere. Some of them are yeah. in temples, some of them are like they're just all over the place. Whereas in this, it's like they're all in this space. Yeah. And right, if you walk yeah. into a room and you can hear the noise, there's one in that room that you haven't found. But if mm. there's no noise, the room's empty. Yeah. It's just a much nicer way of doing that. And that's the same thing with the fairies, because the fairies play a very similar role, but if you want all the, they, all the fairies are in this temple. You wear the mask, the hair glows, you know there's one in that room. Yeah. And if it's loose, it's going to come to you anyway and you don't have to do anything. Just hang yeah. out, wait for it to come to you. Uh, but if it's in a bubble, you've got to boost that bubble. <laughs> to be honest though, like the great fairy is so horrifying that I was like pretty happy to just leave her in pieces. Like <laughs> <laughs> terrifying. I don't want to yeah. see those square boobs again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I now can't t- get turned on without square boobs. You know, if a woman has round <laughs> boobs, I'm like, what's going on here? I, I, I don't know. Triangles, please. Yet again, an unrealistic expectation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Madonna got pretty close. Uh, she had the cone boobs, didn't yeah. she? Oh, maybe. Uh, tank girl. Oh. <laughs> she had rockets on them. <laughs> Lara Croft. Yes. Oh, man. Oh. I'm like, I don't want two boobs. I want one triangular boob, please. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I assume normal straight people I, I'm asexual. I don't understand it at all, but maybe this is why. If women just had triangles, I'd be more into it. Yeah. <laughs> I think Sorry. I think there's also something to be said as well because it's, we think now, right, Mm-hmm. Uh, we go back and we're like, oh, Majora's Mask, of course. Yes, it's the weird little like second sequel to Ocarina of Time. But when you really think about it, the fucking cojones of releasing a game like Ocarina of Time, which is just, that's a game that's destined for success. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. really, that's such a classic formula. It was basically a link to the past, but in the third dimension. Mm. For them to then release this weird, sad, uncomfortable game where you have a really strict time limit where mm. there's like all these side quests instead of it being like about the main quest. Like straight on the back of the success of Ocarina of Times, they know you're going to buy it and they know you're going to play it. Like the, just, it's just like a really ballsy move as far as yeah. I'm concerned to, re- to be like, all right, well, we've got the engine. Let's make something fucking weird with it. And in a way, I kind of hope that's what they do with Breath of the Wild because mm. Breath of the Wild is like will be talked about in the same way that Ocarina of Time is talked about, right? Is this sort of game that sort of redefined a genre. Yeah. And I want them to now make the David Lynch Breath of the Wild, <laughs> right? I want them to make the weird, uncomfortable, awkward emo cousin of Breath of the yeah. Wild. <laughs> Can you think of any other video games that have done that? Because like even the ones I think of are very fun, like Far Cry uh, Blood Dragon. Mm. They had the they had Far Cry 3, which is a really great, fun game. And they were like, you know what? Let's get Michael Bean in this. <laughs> but let's not make Michael Bean care about anything. Let's just read the lines like he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, that'll well, because, do Because, like, games are so... There's such a high investment in these big, big release games. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, they had, what was it, a year to make Majora's Mask. And that is a tiny... Tiny production I mean, Ocarina schedule. Ocarina of Time took four years. Yeah. yeah. And then, so it's like, 
you know, the games industry is risk averse because it takes so much time yeah. and effort to build these things. So they're going to build something that they know is going to be a hit. Um, and so, and I think that's one of the benefits of Majora's Mask. They were able to do this because they had the shorter turnaround, because mm. they had to reuse a bunch of the assets. It forced them to work within these these yeah. creative bounds that they could then make something really weird and beautiful. Mm. The only thing I can think of actually is what's that? Oh, it's on every like great video game story slash twist lists mm-hmm. where um it's some first person shooter, like a battlefront game or some shit like that, where uh you get to a point where you realize that your character's actually insane and you've actually killed a bunch of innocent people. Uh and it's it's like telling this really dark story about war. And oh, he, is um uh, it's something the line. Spec Ops the line. Spec Ops the line. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's the I only one I can really think of it. You should look it up. I think yeah. it'd be yeah. up your alley. I've it, never it, played it the game. It looks like the most beige, boring yeah. shooter mm. of all time, but it's actually, I mean, apparently it's pretty heavy handed, but yeah. it is very mm. much like a halfway through the game, you're like, oh, actually, uh, I am I the bad it? guy? <laughs> White, White phosphorus or whatever it is. I don't know. I've uh, not played it. You pretty much <laughs> destroy an entire village and then you're forced to walk through that village and see all the innocent Holy people you've killed. It's like that Michelin web sketch. It's like, are yeah. we the bad guys? The are we the Nazis? <laughs> <laughs> Just in terms of like the Halo games, I suppose you then got to take on the role of the co- um, more of the Covenant type thing. Is that what they meant by the, the elites and stuff? And yeah, you yeah, see, yeah. Like them seeing, um, it's almost like I am legend um, mm. in terms of the monster to them was um, Master Chief type of thing. And yeah. Come in. No, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah Halo yeah. 2 did take... Or is that a Halo three, uh, Halo three ODST, mm. where the entire thing's a fucking detective story? <laughs> yeah, yep. Okay, we doing, we well, doing? I think we'll probably we'll wrap up there. Okay. Um, well, thank you so much for joining me for the last last four weeks, everybody. It's oh. been a, it's been a real blast. It's, it's mm. been a pleasure. I am really disappointed we never got to uh, Brit's very last <laughs> uh, note. Oh, why, why it just says just help on the end because I was gonna I was gonna show it to Kel Anderson and Fia <laughs> if I ran out of content because I was very confident the earlier three. It just says help, <laughs> and I think what really adds to it is just the fear in the eyes. Mm. Oh yeah, um, I see it. I like the fact that everything else is kind of written in cursive. It's written very small and mm-hmm. help is just in big block letters. Yeah. Mm. You can feel it. You, you can know? feel I, the, the absolute desperation. I really appreciate that you like, you like thought ahead about your desperation for content <laughs> in this, in this fourth episode. I gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> well, um, thanks for coming. It's been, it's, it's been a blast. Cool. It's been great having all three of you. Mm. We'll, um, it's been nice to have some human interaction. Yeah. Um, thanks as always to our fantastic producer Zane C. Weber at That's Not Canon Productions. Um, if you'd like to hear more from us, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Cutscene Saga or email us cutscenesaga at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see you later. Bye. Yeah, bye. Bye. Hello, dear listeners. This is Zane C. Weber, the producer of Cutscene Saga. I'm just here to let you know that today's episode will be our last for a while. The show's going on hiatus while we change up the format and record a new season of episodes. We hope you've enjoyed the last six months of Cutscene Saga. We've certainly enjoyed uh, making this show, and we're excited to bring you some new content later on this year. In the meantime, you can still follow us on all social media and make sure that you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already so you can be the first to know when we're back on the air. Until then, keep playing games, everyone. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 